Welcome to Eek. Eek. <laughs> the horror movie podcast in which I, Elena, take my beautiful, beautiful friend M <laughs> through the wonderful, horrible world of horror. Today we are doing our first movie with more than one word. Um, <laughs> oh my god, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. A significant moment. A significant step forward for our progression. We're doing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm pretty excited. We're doing this is this is a pretty big leap forward in terms of uh yeah, the horror genre. Um I didn't even see this movie until a couple years ago. For all our patient listeners cuz I know people are listening. Mm. I had someone mm-hmm. tell me who isn't related to me that mm-hmm. she's listening. <gasps> That's and so exciting. I know. And so I was like for yeah. all of our diligent non-related to us listeners out mm-hmm. there, we're finally stepping into some pretty fucked up shit. And this is my true, like, if we want to dive right in, I have never seen, heard, or been told anything about this movie. I know three things about Le- I know the main scary guy's name is Leatherface. And I've seen his picture, because I saw sure. a tattoo of him recently. Oh, sure, sure, sure. And was like, oh, I think that's from the movie we're going to watch. Mm. I know that. I know that it's in Texas, <laughs> presumably. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> One would assume. <laughs> One might hope. One might hope, yeah. And uh, otherwise, it's just false advertising. <laughs> yeah. And then I know um, that I think there's a chainsaw involved. There is exactly one chainsaw involved. Yeah, it's true. There's exactly one chainsaw involved. And actually, as we are talking about it, there's something rattling around in my head that was about, like, chainsaw maintenance. As a <laughs> joke that I heard sometime that was sort of like someone being like, how does he maintain that thing? You know? This is not how you care for a chainsaw. <laughs> but I don't know the context, of course. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's going to be some moments where you go, sir, that's not that's not the proper way to wield a chainsaw. This is not OSHA approved. <laughs> this is, none of this is OSHA approved. Like, anything in the movie as well as the making of the movie, none of it's OSHA approved. <laughs> I, I'm very excited to dive into this one because it is, like I said, I've not seen it. Haven't seen it quite as much as I've seen the other movies that we've watched. Um, I just watched it for the first time all the way through, like, maybe two or three years ago. Oh, okay. Loved it. Cool. I think there is a sequence about the halfway point that just sticks with me <laughs> and just, yeah, it's it's one of the most disgusting movies ever. I'm really genuinely excited for that sequence, and then I think you're going to have a good time. You're just going to have to sort of lean into the off fuck of it. Yeah, Um, okay, okay. It's, I will say, I tried to watch it for the first time maybe eight or nine years ago. The beginning's a little bit slow and odd. Oh, okay. It's really, like, it's it's a little bit off-putting, and (laughs) for me at the time, I didn't quote-unquote get horror, sure. right? I wasn't, like, thinking I... Movies were entertainment, which they still are, mm-hmm. but I didn't necessarily have the 
love and appreciation that I have for them now in terms of, like, of filmmaking. Yeah, of like filmmaking, like, of like thematic love the journey. <laughs> yeah, of like thematic importance. And you know, I I didn't like the idea of watching movies and treating them like an English assignment where it's right. like theme. What's the theme? Yeah. And now yeah. I'm like, no, like that's that's theme is in all art, and it's kind of fun to be like. How does this resonate with me? Yeah. But so, yeah, I got about 20 minutes into it and I turned it off. Because oh, not wow. even just sort of like, meh. Yeah. I was just like, I don't get it. I don't get what's so Dang. like, I'm, I'm going to go watch something else. And I watched like, yeah. I don't even fucking remember. I probably went and watched like <laughs> Jennifer's Body or something. Again, Which, totally missing the super, point. Oh, yeah. I totally missed the point of Jennifer's Body when I first watched it. And we'll, we'll get around to Jennifer's Body. <laughs> we will. I yeah. will. And I've seen Jennifer's Body. Oh. Well, so, yeah, it'll be great. That'll that be a was, fun one to revisit. Yeah. Anything All else right. to add before we go watch it? It was made by some college kids. Really? On, go figure, a shoestring budget. A shoestring? That's what you love to hear. Yeah. And <laughs> everyone year? is 1974, directed Two. by Toby Hooper. Hooper. Um, and it is... We just had Hooper in Jaws. We did just have Hooper He's in hopping, Jaws. Hooper's hopping over. Hooper's hopping over! <laughs> it's true. He said, I'm gonna take my, uh, my rich boy... <laughs> my rich boy so lineage. hyperfixation. Yeah. Uh, away from the water and into the fucking Texas plains. Not quite the desert, but the Texas plains. It's, it's a little bit weird, but, like, strap in, and it's gonna be... Along, you're just you're gonna get swept up in it. Get, I think I think it's gonna ride. be a good time. Yep. I'm excited. Um, have Rosie with you. Yeah. No, um, I'm dibsing the uh, beanbag. Yeah. This time because I know it's gonna be more. And like last time, I was in the rocking chair, and so this time I'm gonna be in the beanbag where I can hole up in the corner yeah. like a mouse. Absolutely, for sure. It'll it's gonna be it's gonna be so good. <laughs> All right. Well, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Very bad chainsaw noises. <laughs> Seamless transition. <laughs> so, uh, wowie. How you feeling, buddy? <laughs> how you feeling? Uh, <laughs> feeling pretty good? It was. Feeling alive? <laughs> Feeling very aware of your corporeal form. So, like... Do you want to go take a shower? A little bit. Yeah. No, that's yeah. the feeling. Yeah. That's literally the feeling. Is yeah. like, I need to scrub myself clean. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. the hot dog... Yeah, that was... Speaking of hot dogs... Ew! <laughs> um, Never again. <laughs> I... Yeah. There's, um... There's something to be said for one of the themes of this movie being like, hey, meat's fucking gross. Meat is fucking... Yeah, this feels like a vegetarian, like, someone from PETA (laughs) was like, guys, we need to really make sure people never want to eat meat again. Yeah. So, okay. Off the top. Yeah. Thoughts. Emotionally... Not, like, damaging. No, no, no. Not, like, a different person coming out of it or anything, but... That was... It's rattling. 
Yeah, because it's just, there's, it's just nonstop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of from that first kill onward, it's yeah. just like, and just... we're going, and we're going, and we're going, and we're going. And it was funny because, okay, so do we want to do a summary? Can I do the summary? Yes, please do the summary. Okay, so there's five youths. Youths. Like, they seem like they're like early 20s, maybe. Yeah, like, like mid-20s, yeah. Like 18, 19, 20, somewhere around there. Yeah. And they are on the road. For the day, um, it seems like they're heading towards someone's um family home, mm-hmm. uh, or like their family's family's home, kind of like yeah, Sally and Franklin, yeah. their their family home, and they yeah, they're out trying to get there. They pick up a hitchhiker who has like something going on. He's off, is what we'll what we'll call that. During their interaction with him, he gets weirder and weirder. He's very strange he ends up cutting himself they're all kind of freaked out he like literally in the van just like takes one of the knives that someone's been fiddling with cuts himself everyone's like what the fuck dude and he's just like yeah right and then (laughs) he takes a picture like a polaroid and when he's like two bucks for your photo everyone's like no no we didn't ask for it it's of us all being horrified at you <laughs> so no pass. And then he um burns the picture using like literal like gunpowder and everything. He like has like like 50 grains of gunpowder or something and just like puts it on the thing, catches the picture on fire. Everyone's like, what the fuck, man? Get out. And as or no, they don't even say get out. They're weirdly tolerant until he cuts Franklin. Franklin. And then they kick him out. Well, it's like they, they're they very distressed by him and are, like, on the verge of, or are, like, in the process of trying to pull over so they can kick yeah, him out. Yeah, they're like, you need and to walk instead, but. takes that opportunity to cut Franklin. Yes. Like, that ensuing chaos to cut Franklin across the arm. Yes, that's right. And yeah. so they throw him out and they keep driving. They hit a gas station. They're all rattled. They're trying to regroup, get gas. No gas at this gas station. And they say, hey, do you know the directions to this old house? You know, it's our family house. And the guy at the gas station is like, you don't want to be going around there. These young, pretty girls don't want to be going around there. He says, like, weird shit like that. And, like, basically every sentence is sort of, like, warning them. Like, don't go there. Yeah. But. Namely, don't go wandering on people's properties that you don't know. They, yeah. they won't take too kindly to that. And he said, well, we know it. This is my family's house. And he was like, oh, well. All right, okay. then. And then they go. They find. They decide to go to the house first, and then they'll go get gas elsewhere. They make it to the house. And then they are fucking around. Franklin's getting salty because he can't join in because he is, as described in the text... This is text description. This mm-hmm. is not what we would call this today an invalid. Yes. This he's means a, he is paralyzed. He seems paralyzed from the waist down, potentially. He's a wheelchair user. Wheelchair, yeah. Wheelchair user. Mm-hmm. His legs do not seem to cooperate in that way. So, like, he can't, he doesn't seem able to walk. Because there are wheelchair users mm-hmm. who can walk. He is True. not one of them. Yeah. Um, and uh, completely unrelated to his inability to walk, he is being a sad sack, basically, <laughs> from this point forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, and is whiny and kind of like, oh, this isn't fun. I'm not mm-hmm. having fun. And which, to be fair, he is the fifth wheel. To be fair. And so, like, no one would be having fun in his position. No one would um, no. And then he's a... Sp- but he's especially whiny about it. He is especially he's... vocal and whiny about it yeah. and blowing raspberries, being very immature. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 
Two of them pair off, not his sibling and her partner, but the two who he's less connected with, because he says, they don't even know my name at one Kirk point. and Pam. Thank you. They go to try and find the swimming hole that he has described. They don't find it, but they do find a house. And they hear a generator, and they're like, ooh, gasoline. He probably has gasoline, this person who's running a generator for their electricity. I bet we could, like, barter for it or something mm-hmm. and get some gasoline for the van. In their attempt to go to the house, Kirk, being a fucking dumbass, lets himself in the house. Mm-hmm. Literally, like, the sum up is he lets himself into the house, and who should we find inside this house? But yield. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I said yield. But Leatherface pops right out, mm-hmm. makes quick work of Kirk, throws that axe right into his head. It's a hammer. Oh. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Kirk is splayed out, twitching on the floor, when Leatherface finishes the job, takes him in behind the door, and slams Slay him. the and sliding door shut. And it's music cue. Silent. Yeah, silent in the room, but there is music going on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Pam is hanging out, and she's like, what the fuck, Kirk? Where are you? Why are you in that house? And she opens the door. This part, wild. She gets, Leatherface shows up. Oh no! First, she first she stumbles into the we'll call it the, the DIY room. the taxidermy the uh, room. the the arts and crafts room arts and crafts room for sure because <laughs> this is like there's just bones mm-hmm. there's all the bones every bone is in this room yep and lots feathers of feathers everywhere. yep and then lots of DIY projects <laughs> so many yeah and she starts kind of flailing a little early in my opinion. Because I'm like, but what if you just stumbled into a taxidermist's house? And the taxidermist is using human body parts. That is fair. She, yeah. She sure did find some human body. I forgot about all those skulls. There mm-hmm. were lots of skulls. Yeah. <laughs> Very human skulls. And the, the couch. And the couch was one. I liked the couch, personally. I liked it. I would, if I were 1970s bimbo <laughs> stumbling into we a house. We say bimbo with love. We say bimbo with love. Um, stumbling into a house and seeing a couch with human bones stretched, like, stretched, uh, stitched into it, stitched into it, strapped into it, I would not be having a good time, I don't think. That was pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. I think my brain would still reject it as, like, sketchy and be like, what a very particular collector. (laughs) Like, this might be illegal, yeah. but, like, I'm still sure that they've gotten this from, like, old anatomy labs or mm. something. Nowadays, if I see skeletons, right, yeah. I just immediately I'm, like, plaster, plaster. Yeah, you think it's fake. Whatever. Yeah. So I think I would think it was fake. Mm. But yeah, I learned this recently. Until the late 80s, it was really hard to get fake skeletons. And so a lot of movie skeletons were, in fact, real human or animal bone. So she's freaking out. She sees all of this. She's like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And then pops out Leatherface and he grabs her. Mm -hmm. She's thrashing. He's Mm -hmm. carrying her. He's a big dude. Very big dude. Very big dude. And he takes her to the kitchen where Kirk is splayed out dead. And he hooks her onto a meat hook Mm -hmm. from her back. Yep. So she's hanging there. So she's hanging on the meat hook Mm -hmm. through her back, Mm -hmm. which just the whole time face and hands freaking out. That looked terrible. It was really, really well done. Um, And then uh, Leatherface gets to work on Kirk. With a chainsaw. With a chainsaw. The first viewing of the chainsaw. Mm -hmm. Cut scene. We go back to... Pam, nope, Sally, mm-hmm. and Jerry. Jerry. 
and Franklin mm-hmm. um, have, I don't really remember how they were like, they're just like, where the fuck are they? Yeah, oh they're my wondering God. where they are. That's yeah. right. Um, so they go to find, um, or no, so Jerry goes to find them. He's mm-hmm. like, guys, where are you? Come He's on. looking around. And he, it's nighttime now. He it's, comes up. The sun is setting. The sun is setting. He yeah. comes up to the house where he, you know, the same house that everyone else has found. And he finds um, the towel that Kirk and Pam had taken to look for the swimming pool. And he's like, well, so they were here. Mm -hmm. And so he kind of, I don't remember if he pokes his head in to be like, guys, what are you doing? He also pokes his head in. He he pokes his head in to go, uh, hello? Hello? Yeah, but he doesn't like intrude. Not at first. He just kind of pokes his head in and is like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then he does walk in. He does walk in because I he walks remember. into Everything's happening so fast in the one. kill room. That's right. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he makes it into the kitchen, as some might call the it. The kitchen, yes. Um, yes. And he, while in the kitchen, is seeing like the quote unquote clean kitchen. Like there's mm-hmm. no bodies in there or anything. But he hears tap, 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 tap. And from he, a freezer. From a deep freezer, deep chest freezer. And he walks over. Opens the freezer, and who should be in there but fucking Pam, mm-hmm. who is asleep. Eyes pop open. She lurches out, and then she falls back. She's not very with it. She's not doing well. Um, and in that moment, he then also gets caught. He gets smacked by Leatherface. Um, by Leatherface. Who's very clearly S- distressed at How all many these, people? Yeah, there, there's all these people <laughs> so in his fucking house. People. And it's I'm like, like you know what? Yeah, from. that's fair. <laughs> Like, where the fuck are you all coming from? <laughs> Just keep coming. Get out of my fucking house. <laughs> they never stop. Um, and <laughs> anyway, so um, so we lose Jerry. Jerry's gone. Yep. Now um, it's nighttime. Now it's full nighttime. Dark. Mm-hmm. Darkness has fallen. And I made a note. It is dark, dark. It's not like daytime that was filmed and then thrown some filters over it as could occur a lot of times in the day to be like quote-unquote, nighttime. Yeah, they call that shooting day for night. Thank you, yeah. And, uh, no, this is, like, you can tell. It's dark. It's at least a very dark studio, Mm. if not nighttime and... Oh, they're on location. That's cool. They're on location. Cool. (laughs) Yeah, on location. And... What's her name? Sally. Sally and Franklin, brother and sister, are standing at the van. They're like, what the fuck? Everybody keeps walking off and disappearing. Like, this is the third person... What the fuck is going on? They start bickering. Um, eventually, they also realize that they have the keys. That everyone else who disappeared had the keys. They don't have the keys. I think Frank Jerry had Jerry the keys. had the keys, or yeah, someone yeah, did. I think Jerry had the keys. But the point is, they're fucked because they can't drive away anyway, and mm-hmm. so they're alone here with the van. And um, I keep forgetting her name, Sally. She, um, Sally says, I'm going to go find Jerry. I'm not leaving without Jerry. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry! <laughs> and they all, and like, and through the bickering, they basically both are like, we're going to go find Jerry. Mm-hmm. And so she's pushing Franklin through mm-hmm. the brush, and they're both shouting for Jerry. Wait, I heard something. Jerry, wait, I heard something. And who should show up but Leatherface? Yep. And Once and for all, in all his glory. What just... I think is 
such a great jump scare because it's at several points. Yeah, there's uh, like a, Franklin had been like, "Oh wait, I hear something." I hear something. I hear oh wait, something, I, hear I hear something. And then finally on this one, oh wait, I hear something. Yeah, and it's a fucking chainsaw. And it's, yep. Um, uh, which then kills him. Uh, yes. Makes short work. And and really, at this point, I have to applaud Leatherface's efficiency. He is not fucking around. This is the shit that I love, to be honest. I hate when someone lets either starts monologuing or starts, like, teasing. And there's this long, drawn-out will-I-won't-I mm. with the, like, kill. Mm-hmm. And this guy has a plan. He shows up, he takes action. He is a man of action. <laughs> anyway, so Franklin's dead. Um Sally Extremely dead. <laughs> and Leatherface then have like a four minute, which I'm sure it was only four minutes or less, but I, it felt like ten. I should have timed it because it's super long. It's a long chase, chase scene. scene. Lots yeah. of and it and it one might argue it drags on a bit. <laughs> In that it worked for me. The first time I saw it, it worked for me. I was starting to be like, wow, this is a lot of chainsaw noises and screaming. Just, like, so much chainsaw noises and screaming. Yeah. And nothing else. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it just, it does. It, it's kind of ongoing cat and mouse, getting closer, getting further, up mm. the stairs, sees an old man who I thought was a dead body, was not a dead body. That's an old man named Grandpa. Um <laughs> And presumably grandma, I mm-hmm. might argue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Grandma and grandpa are up in up in upstairs. And their cat who looks like a raccoon that's been taxidermied. Yeah. Poorly. <laughs> it's just a raccoon that's yeah. been taxidermied. Yeah. But she sees poorly. them. She jumps out the window. She keeps running. Um, yeah, so they do this for a long time. She finally runs all the way back to the gas station. Gas mm-hmm. station attendant is there. He's looking sus. The whole time, you heard me say it multiple times, for the record, I was like, I do not trust this guy, I do not trust this guy, I do not trust this guy, there's way too much movie left, I do not trust this guy. Um, they, we have this really great lingering on the open door part where he's like, I'm gonna go get my truck, I'll be right back, I'll drive you into town. And um, she's looking skeletal, yeah, is what I would say, just yeah. like completely panic stricken mm-hmm. um, as she's like coming down from this chase and um, he shows up with a bag and rope and she's like fucking serious and she tries to go away. He's like, no, she, 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 it's fine. Let me beat you with a, with a broom. It's fine. And he does. He beats her up with a broom. I was, again, just like 70s women never catch a break getting beat up with fucking brooms. Like, it's one thing to get taken down by a chainsaw, but for, like, an old man to, like, pat you with the soft end of a broom and for you to be like, no, like, come to be on. Fair. No. <laughs> no free, no fairness no, here. No, she, she had just sprinted probably more than a mile with a dude with a chainsaw behind her. So, like, I'm willing to cut her a little bit of slack. I'm not. That's why you go to conditioning. Ladies, femmes. Days, gays, days, all y'all. Gays. Ladies, fans, days, gays. Don't skip leg day. <laughs> Don't skip leg day. It's true. <laughs> the world is out to get you. <laughs> you gotta be ready. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Just kidding. Um, so, yeah, she gets patted down with this broom, and then he's able to <laughs> subdue her, and... <laughs> He, uh, he like, knocks her, her out. He, no, he it. does. He yeah. smacks her right up the head with yep. the end of the broom to actually get her a little bit unconscious. Mm-hmm. So he's able to tie her up, drags her into the truck, starts driving. He's like, don't you worry. And, yeah, like, yeah. keeps, he's, like, beating he, like, her with jab. Jazz. He's jabbing he's her jabbing. with it. That's right. he's, he's, like, 
that's the thing that I, I will we'll circle back to this a little bit, but I just want to throw it in here right now while I'm thinking about it. He says later on, he's like, well, I don't like killing. It's I don't distasteful. Like killing. But then he's like, he's getting so much of a kick out of like torturing Such, her and yeah. jabbing her with it. And, and like hearing her freak out. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think um, that's kind of a fun like yes insight like, he's like no character. i won't kill anybody but i sure do like fucking with people endlessly yeah um anyway so he drives her to where we now find out is his home mm-hmm. um with presumably his sons who are leatherface and the hitchhiker. other hitchhiker kid we don't, I don't know if we learned his name no um but we'll call him hitch uh <laughs> fair enough <laughs> but uh so Mr. Gas Station Attendant, Leatherface, Hitchhiker Kid, all end up with her tied up in the living room, dining room, I don't know, some room in their house. She's freaking out this whole time, really upset, obviously, for good reason, completely losing her fucking mind. They bring down Grandpa, who was the dead body who I thought we saw earlier, who wasn't a dead body. Turns out Grandpa's alive and well enough to suck blood out of her cut finger, Mm -hmm. who seems to be getting great enjoyment out of it. Um, (laughs) Little wiggly hands and everything. (laughs) Cheese grommet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is what we see there. And then, (laughs) sorry. And then, I think I'm way funnier than I <laughs> So, like, sometimes I make jokes and I'm like, that was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> I agree with that one. That was a good one. Thank you. But, anyway, so, um, fades out as her finger is being sucked by this old man. Yeah, because she's passed out because she's like, I can't fucking deal with this, No, her man. brain just, like, shuts down. Yeah. And she wakes totally up. Fair. Dinner has been set. We have various meat assort- assortments on our plates. Everyone's sitting down to dinner, Grandpa included. Leather faces in their fine dining wear. Mm-hmm. There's like, and I'm going to start saying they because I did just remember while in tie and suit jacket, mm-hmm. there's also makeup going on. Yes. Which for the 70s, I don't know where that aligns you. So I'm just going to throw out they. They all start laughing. They just, it's just basically like a three minute scene of like her writhing and freaking out and them laughing mm-hmm. at her writhing and freaking yeah. out, which is, is literally the summation. Yeah. Of it. It, it's just like this mental torture. Yeah. yeah. And um, at some point then they cut her loose because they're going to let grandpa take a whack at her to try and kill her because grandpa was really good Grandpa back was in the, the day. best killer. And so uh, presumably on their cattle slaughterhouse situation yep Yep, yep, um and they grandpa keeps fucking missing because he's again like akin to yeah akin to a dead corpse yeah and leatherface being very patient and just so nice Mm -hmm. is continuously like picking up the hammer sitting it back in grandpa's hand Mm -hmm. she gets one good thump but not enough to kill her kill her Mm -hmm. um she wriggles loose and runs. She mm-hmm. makes a break for it. She jumps yep. out another window. Yep. And she is running. She's on. She's out. And by now, it's morning, actually. Mm-hmm. And we've made it to morning. She's out running. There are many more cars on the road this time. Mm-hmm. So, like, three different cars try to pass, I think. One almost hits what's... Or one hits what's-his-face. One hits hitch. Mm-hmm. Um, one stops to pick her up, but then sees what's going on. It's a truck with, mm-hmm. like... Um, it's the truck that... Kills Hitch. Oh, it is the truck that kills Hitch. Yeah. Okay. I just like lost track and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's chaos. It is chaos. Um. So, uh, yeah. She's running out the door. 
Um, Hitch is following very close behind. Yeah, he's and right then behind her. Tailing is Leatherface with yeah. the chainsaw. Yeah. Um, Hitch is able to catch up to her and starts like cutting up her back with That's his right. little razor blade That's knife. Right. And um, in the ensuing chaos of him being caught up in that, the the semi comes and just totally gets him. him. Um, Which was a great shot. It was really fucking that was fun. fun. Yeah, that's it the was... most like gruesome shot in the movie. I think. And you watch it, and you're like, I know this is a dummy, but like that was satisfying to yeah. look at. Yeah, and watch because I even I was really the most upset by Hitch. I think the guy who's running the truck. Gets out, realizes what's going on, and is like, oh, fuck no. It's so fucking good. It's so good. He's Literally, like, he gets out. He's like, what's going on? Sees Leatherface come around and the, then, the like, side of the truck with the chains on. He's like, oh, truck. fuck no. Fuck no. Without and, hesitation. And I really like, there's no facial expression. There's no face acting. It's like, gets out, sees what's happening, jumps back in the yep. car. Cannot yep. deal. Is out. Yep. Does grab a wrench. Grabs a wrench. Hits Leatherface in the head. Mm-hmm. Leatherface goes down. Chainsaw goes down onto Leatherface's. Yeah. area and doesn't cut through but cuts a lot mm-hmm. um to the point where they now have a limp they now have a limp yes and uh we see another car so the truck driver just like fucking books it mm-hmm. other direction he's out he's yeah. done he's yeah. going and another truck pulls up mm-hmm. and she's like stop yeah. and she gets into that car life is almost grabs her but she Gets in there, and there is frenetic laughter, as described by the subtitles, as or they drive. frantic Frantic, laughter. that was it. Yeah. There's um, frantic laughter as... As she drives away in the bed of this truck, and uh, cha- Chainsaw <laughs> and Leatherface is left behind, flailing and thrashing with Chainsaw to in in frustration yep the end the end hard cut hard cut hard cut to black end yeah like Um, holy shit and i was like is she okay and you and then (laughs) you just looked at me and then it was like credits yeah (laughs) yeah i was like i guess i don't know (laughs) presumably wild um yeah it was a wild ride yeah and i'm pretty happy with how long that summary was that wasn't too bad good yeah it's it's a fucking trip I, w- I wanted to ask you at the moment, but I wanted to save it for us recording. Okay. Um, did you catch that in the gas station, the barbecue was human meat? I didn't because I couldn't tell. Okay. I was I was like, I couldn't tell if they were being like, this is human. Like, I knew that that was like presumably what we were picking up. Yeah. But I wasn't like um, able to like really piece it together. Mm-hmm. I was like, long pig? I don't know. You know, that long pig is what they call mm-hmm. humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, they being people who've eaten humans. I don't know who calls it that, but I know that. That's, I, I heard it in Archer. <laughs> that's usually what they call human when you're implying that it's being consumed by other humans. Oh, as you gotcha. call it long pig as okay. like the joke um, these days. I don't know where it came from, to be honest. But I couldn't tell you. But... Anyway, in that it tastes like pig. Yeah. But no. So yeah, I was watching that part and I was like, man, she's because there's all these lingering shots, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one of them was watching the like hot meat being like rotated on its spikes and stuff in the window of the gas station 
And I was like, are they telling us that it's human that they are feeding? And I, but it was one of those that I was like, I'm sure I will piece this together by the end of it. And by the end of it, I sure as hell had. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, grandpa sucking on the blood was like as good of a tell as you can get. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, sure. And then my question at the beginning of the movie that I asked you, but then I was like, don't tell me. Because I don't want to know until we're recording until the end. Mm. So at the beginning, there's this title page screen scroll that says, The following film is based on the true events that soon became called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm -hmm. So wait, is that true? Did this actually occur? No. Cool. It is based on Ed Gein. Well, yeah, obviously. But that, the, the, the events depicted in the film, no. Did not happen. You know, I really... Okay, side note, because I know we briefly touched on Ed Gein in Psycho. Yes. I want to revisit super briefly. Sure. I really appreciated from what I've heard of Ed Gein, and, like, I've listened to a couple podcast episodes about, like, him and, like, what happened and everything. I really liked how much craft and stuff there Mm. was in that house where it was like your eyes could just keep going and seeing more stuff because that was the picture that was painted by everybody who had been into Ed Gein's house was like not that he was like gonna murder everybody Mm -hmm. he you know that wasn't really his mo he murdered two people um he was much more just like a crafter with like human remains Mm -hmm. from the graveyard yeah and so he um And from the list of things that they found in his house, it sounded like you could walk in and just look around and keep seeing more shit Mm -hmm. and more stuff. And he was actively just, like, making things all the time. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciated, as we were watching this, I was like, this is exactly how I envisioned it in my head. Mm -hmm. So that was almost kind of fun, Mm because I was watching, like, especially as Pam had fallen into that room. There's chicken feathers on the floor. She's looking around. There's this long... Like, you know, two minutes, again, all of these, like, really lingering shots yeah, where she's just looking at all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's exactly how I envisioned Ed Gein's house. And so, obviously, once Leatherface was running around, I was like, ah, yes, this is a very clear homage to Ed Gein. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and also with the uh, grave robbing at the beginning. Oh, sure, yeah. About. I almost yeah. forgot about that until you just said that. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, right. Yeah. Well, and, and so it's implied later on that Hitch is the one doing... The grave robbing. The grave robbing. Yeah. Um, which I think is interesting, because, um, like, he's making these, like, art pieces with... <laughs> Because, like, that's kind of what we see in the beginning. Yeah. He's, like, strapped this this body to like some a, sort of a structure. Pike of some sort. It and looked then, like a pike to me. Yeah, and then put, like, another skull kind of, like, in, like, almost like a... Being held. Yeah. Posed. Oh, very posed. In, yeah. In, yeah. You know, a way that's sort of this, like... Body cropped ma- up, pike-style, yeah. posed with another head mm-hmm. involved somehow. Yeah. It's not super clear... No, but it is very, it's, it's like macabre art 
super yeah. macabre might be a gentle word for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that is a very gentle word for it. Because it looks um, like their skin has been peeled off and they're being like left out in the te- hot Texas sun mm-hmm. <laughs> to just like roast yeah, overnight. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, speaking of barbecue. Ugh. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad um, we ate before this. I had I literally ate barbecue chicken before. Oh, shit. Well, <laughs> which I will yeah. not be finishing, to be honest. I'm yeah. like, Daniel, you finish that. that that's fair. That's fair. I can't this time. Yeah, so my favorite thing about this movie is that it is an economic horror film and that the root of the horror is in uh, changing economic circumstances that have impacted the characters. Tell me more about this. So, as you'll remember from early in the film, they introduced the idea of the slaughterhouse, right? Yes. So Franklin talks about how the the new way that they slaughter cattle um, yeah. has taken jobs away from people. And oh, so that's right. when they pick up Hitch, he talks about, like, the old ways, the good way. It's the, the you know. They died better that yeah, way. Yeah, they died better that Doesn't way. Doesn't take away jobs. Um, and his grandpa and his brother had worked at the slaughterhouse, presumably killing cattle. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Because their jobs were replaced by the new machines, mm-hmm. um, they're out of work. They don't oh. have, yeah, they don't have a source of income, um, and so they do the only thing that they know how to do. His family's Oops. been in meat this whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. They're doing the only thing they know how, which they, is killing pigs. Killing, yep, just killing killing and making meat. Yikes. Um, and uh, so in, in that sense, it's, you know, you you kind of understand where they're coming from because they're, they're doing it not out of necessarily malice, although yeah. there's a lot of enjoyment. Yeah. But oh, Especially obviously. from Hitch's side. Hit, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, a lot of it is just sort of this economic drive that, like, they have to make money. They yeah. have to eat. So they're going to do what they can. And so people, much in the way that factories mm-hmm. kind of um, de- dehumanize and, yeah, you know, yeah. people become a source of meat. That's um, so fucking... I hadn't no, I hadn't pieced that together yet. That's well, and that's wild. that's what I'm here for. <laughs> it's true. I wouldn't have probably been able to by myself. Let's dive into the gender expression here, sure, because I think that'll help us clear up conversation as we go on. Yeah, you were saying there there's some obvious gender expression going there's on. There's some obvious gender expression going on because in when we first meet Leatherface, we've got the classic Leatherface mask. Yeah, there's some hair that I. think think is Leatherface's. It seems like I, it. I think it might be just sort of unwieldy, but there's like a little bit on top. A little tough. Um, and then later on, when Sally is first brought back to the house, mm-hmm. Leatherface is in sort of a like, uh, a more feminine, homely, um, presenting, presenting yeah. outfit and mask. Yeah. Um, with almost like a, like a grandma or like a, a Mother, That's like a nineteen fifties yeah, housewife yeah. type style, because there's definitely like makeup going on. There's makeup. There's hair there's in a, a bun. Wig. Yeah. Um, there's well, an style, an apron. Um, yes. So much more sort of like, oh, I'm taking on the role of mother, mother, or, homemaker. Yeah. You know, 
um, this more feminine role. And then at dinner, we, you know, I called it evening wear. Yeah. Um, cause there's the suit jacket. I think it was a tie. Yeah, there was a tie. And then dress pants, dress yeah. shoes. Well, dre- dress boots, rather. Yeah. Um, but then, like you said, there's an- another mask with makeup on it. At no point do I do we really see Leatherface's actual face. No. There's the quiet moment right after Leatherface has killed Jerry mm-hmm. and has been like peeking around the house to be like, where the fuck are these people coming from? Yeah. And just this sort of quiet moment of like, all right, I got to calm down. That really freaked me out. And let me just breathe for a sec. Where you sort of see a little bit more of actual face. They linger on his face closer and longer. So you're able to kind of like look behind the mask a little bit. Just a little bit, but still but not very still much. still on his face. So you still can't see. Yeah. And, and you get his like, little fake teeth situation. Mm-hmm. So I, I I do think it's really, really interesting that, you know, Leatherface is sort of this chameleon, almost. Yeah. I don't even want to say chameleon beca- because it, the, the process involves adorning other yeah. people's faces, right? Yeah. Or, and, like, other roles, but just sort of shifting through these different roles based on what appears to be needed in the, that, like, social situation. In that space. Yeah. And the fact that Leatherface is the one taking on, like, the feminine roles or the femme-coded mm-hmm. roles, um, I think is especially interesting, not only because of, you know, the <laughs> difference in, like, stature versus yeah. the um, physique we generally associate with more femme-coded right, social roles, right. um, but also that... They're sort of, we're, we're not totally sure if they're stepping into that role because of a desire of their family members right. that they do that, or if that's what they feel compelled to sort of step compelled into. Or comfortable to do. Yeah, yeah. They're just a victim of economic circumstance and environment. <laughs> um, and uh, nature versus nurture. Nature situation. versus nurture versus you know, a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, trope. It is, rather than an expression of any sort of gender queerness on Leatherface's part, mm-hmm. it's more like, what's unsettling? This really right. fucking big, right. big person putting on, you know, different the, faces. Different faces, including the face of a of a femme-coded femme role. Yes. And that will be disturbing and off-putting yeah i think that's more so where it came from i don't know i don't it's complicated to talk about it's very complicated badly done it's very badly done and a a lot of it is coming from a place of massive transphobia and just not and just like queer phobia yeah like yeah queer people have been the villains of horror for so so long that like it can be hard to sort of separate right. art from the circumstances in which, under which it was made. It's, yeah, it's not hard to to portray trans and non-binary and genderqueer people in ways in that, aren't, way. that aren't harmful and villainous. Yeah. And, and, like, that also doesn't, like, center their transness as their only character Their trait. only character yeah. trait. This is all they are. Yeah. Because, um, you know... People are people, and people have... People exist in multitudes, and that includes 
trans, non-binary, genderqueer people. Sometimes they're really crafty, like Leatherface. It's true! So crafty. Very, very crafty. I really did ask though. There were, like, several things that I saw on the set that I was just like, that's Ooh. actually cool, though. I yeah, like yeah, yeah. that. <laughs> There's, like, you were like, wait, I actually like that. And I'm like, uh. I take my fake skeleton and shove a lamp in it. Yeah. Cool. We, we were like, Mr. Bones. <laughs> Mr. Bones. We found a new homework assignment that's for you. That's the name of my skeleton because I'm an unoriginal bitch. Your your plastic skeleton. My plastic. I should note. Yeah, I do have real skeletons nearby, but they are animal skeletons Uh, that are continuing to be processed. No, seriously. Like I do actually like collect bones. I have a turtle, a turtle shell, and his little hip bones. And I have some squirrel rib cage. And I have. And then whatever the fuck was in my backyard, which I don't know where I put that. (laughs) Because we had. So I was, like, dog-sitting when I got it, and I was like, this dog is going to find it and, like, chew it up. I know it. And so I put it somewhere, like, off, I think around the side of our house, Mm. outside of the gated area where the dogs would be, and Mm -hmm. I have no idea where it is now. So I need to go, like, digging in some areas and, like, see where I put it. And then I have a rabbit buried in my backyard that I'm going to dig up here in the next couple months and see how it goes. Um, Because I buried that about a year ago now. So. Oh yeah, that's been it's been a bit. Yeah, because you so. buried it right before like winter, I think. I think it was like um yeah, it was like September, yeah. October time. Yeah. And so it was like, like we we were like six months, probably not. Probably longer. <laughs> Pro- and I honestly, I expect to dig it up and rebury it. Mm. I want to do some maintenance that I'm not going to get onto here, just because like I know we've all seen horror movies. If you're listening to this, you've either seen horror movies or you're like interested in hearing more about them you're probably up for some gore but like i don't need to go into the it's, details of yeah. what you do with a rabbit carcass that you forgot to process properly before you buried it so <laughs> uh not forgot just didn't know it was yeah, my yeah, first yeah. one because um, i'm into bone crafts so anyway that being said i did uh, there were a lot of crafts that were going on in that that i was like dope yes yeah into it <laughs> yeah well and, and yeah speaking of gore obviously this movie it's it's reputation is that it's one of the scariest, goriest, grossest movies ever made. Yeah. And what I find incredibly compelling is there's actually very, very little on screen gore. There's not much. It's there's like, like a couple good thwaps with a hammer. Thwaps with a hammer. Um, and then there's Hitch getting run over by the truck. Yeah, that was fun. And then a lot, and then just a bunch of implied violence. Very, and I, I think for me the most upsetting one was when she was hanging on the hook. Yeah. When, um, Pam was hanging on the hook. Mm-hmm. And it was because, you know, she was alive. She yeah. Was, I think that was what was so evocative for me was, mm-hmm. like, um, how much thrashing yeah. and, like, upset there was. Because there's, like... I think, you know, I, I always hated Courage the Cowardly Dog, the the show, because I I was always freaked out by how freaked out Courage was. Like, his upset was upsetting to me. Mm. And this is, this and movie this is plays really, a lot into that. Yeah, and yeah. so, like... <laughs> All right. After that brief intermission, we are back. Intermission. <laughs> music. Intermission music. But yeah. Uh, I was talking about how their distress. Their distress was distressing for me. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the, yeah, this movie very and this much movie hit so hard that nerve, and so yeah. honestly, like. I'm not sure I was, like, completely freaked out by a lot of stuff. It didn't play on jump scares. It didn't... It played a little bit on atmosphere. Um, but it mostly was just, like, she is freaking the fuck out for, like, a lot of the movie. Mm -hmm. Especially, like, once it's just her. Yeah. It's just nonstop. Yeah. Like, escalation of, like... Mm -hmm. Her mental deterioration, essentially. Yeah, yeah. well, and, and that, for me, that's why the chase scene is so effective. It is just, like, if, I don't, again, I don't remember exactly how long it is, but it feels like ten almost uninterrupted minutes yeah. of just, like, her it screaming does. and chainsaw noise. Yeah. And it's just, like, fuck, 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 <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. I liked the shoulder cam, especially after we got that. Or, like, the uh, handheld. Yeah, 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 especially after we got the, um, the, you know, prompter scroll of, like, these are true events that mm. actually happened. Yeah. And so it made it feel more like, maybe this is their camera that we found afterward. It's, maybe it's found footage, you know? Right, what I mean? right. Like, was kind of the vibe it gave in the van. And some of the moments where they zoom a little bit, I thought were very, like, they're not... They they feel odd relative to where we have zoom and pan and, and cutting shots today. Definitely. Um, and I think that sort of adds to that sense of, like, almost, yeah, almost sort of, like, found footage, very, yeah. like, it feels much more rough and rugged. Yes. Which only enhances the the, totally. the aesthetic of the film. Totally sure. enhances. I, to be honest, I was kind of impressed by how, like, visually... It wasn't pretty. This was not a pretty movie. It's striking. But it's striking. That's the yeah. word. It's, like, very dramatic mm -hmm. and very striking for what it is. And I liked the use of color. I yeah. liked the use of, like, you could tell everyone was suffering in that heat. You OSHA had... was not... Actually, OSHA... <laughs> The OSHA <laughs> OSHA uh, standards were not followed on that film set. I can guarantee they were just you. Boiling everybody, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I did really like how the visuals and just everything. Like, and I feel like I've said that about a lot of these movies, but that we've done like all three of them so far. But here on episode four. I can say that this is something I've never seen before. Mm -hmm. Like, I've never seen this kind of aesthetic yeah and i loved it yeah it was so original and like it was really fresh visually yeah for me. and the 70s really lent themselves to this style of filmmaking yes. where you could do where you could do things for like fairly cheap and still have it come out looking very as you know as long as they're in good hands which right. they were in terms of the the cinematographer and dop and stuff like it comes out looking very striking visually and very like aesthetically impressive yes yes um impressive is the word because it, again it's not pretty no it's like it's very much a feast for the eyes yeah there's a yeah. lot to look at always. there's absolutely you you're never and this is why you know yes i was bored the first time i watched mm -hmm, it because mm -hmm, i just like mm -hmm. it's odd it's, it's really super fucking weird. odd it feels like a college art movie yeah it really does yeah. I, I as i was watching i was like i don't know if you fed me that information and so now i'm like looking well, to they, see they, where it is a and it was made by that, college students yeah but, and so part of me was like looking for it to feel like a college art movie but like 
having done a little bit of college art, mm-hmm. I can confirm that's sort of the vibe that you get. Or, like, even when you go through, if you've ever gone through, like, an art museum and you've been in the modern art section, there's pieces that feel like this. That you're just like, what am I looking at here? Yeah. What's happening? Like, yeah. I'm confused and upset and... I like it though. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I don't yeah. know why. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, no, I I really appreciate that about this film, and and like I said, the seventies really lent themselves to this style of like rough and rugged, almost cinema verite style of. of what does let's, that mean? Cinema verite is like literally film truth. So it was oh. a it was a movement in documentary film in the like sixties, seventies, and eighties where documentary went from being more, like, structured Mm -hmm. to sort of, like, wanting to capture things, wanting to capture the truth of things by capturing it Uh. in the moment, right? So very, like, unscripted, very much, like, trying to capture things as they happen. And and in that, trying to find the truth of it, right? Um, But so it it involved a lot of handheld camera, Mm. a lot of sort of this aesthetic of sort of moving through spaces following people around sort of like which i do feel like you can you get in this movie yeah for sure yeah i think that that's not a the handheld elements give this sense of almost an extra sense of authenticity because yeah. it's putting you right in there right. and it's not sort of steadying anything very much yeah there are shots that are like wider shots or like you get these really beautiful visuals on sort of a yeah, yeah. Uh, with with more of a stagnant camera but the the camera is very intimate it's getting very it, intimate it feels in present. These, yeah it's very very present in yeah. the moment it it makes it a lot easier to become absorbed in the moment which right. with a film like this that's very much what it's relying on it's yeah. it's, it's almost an overstimulation of the senses yeah visually, audi- auditorily, aud- definitely aud- audibly, audibly overstimulating. Yeah. For sure. Um, and you know, you can feel the sweat, the grime, the gross through the screen way more. And we said that about saw, mm-hmm. I would argue this one's worse, way worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This one's way worse. I, I, another thing I really appreciate about it is that is the ending where you have again you're ending with just sort of this cacophony of just like yeah yeah you know, i was the, waiting the, for like the release of and tension. there isn't and yeah. there is no there release is, of tension yeah. mm-hmm. you're stuck with this like we hope that was a nice person who just picked her up you know because like she got she tried to get picked up a couple times and it just failed every single time and so this time it seems like it worked but you're like God, I hope that worked well. And we for don't her. end on her; we end on Leatherface. Wow, Leatherface thrashing, thrashing around in the sunset or in the sunrise, <laughs> in rather. The sunrise. <laughs> just do a Leatherface thing. Just thrashing do a around thing. in the yeah. sunrise. Just let. I did see yeah. at the beginning of like last week or something, someone getting a tattoo of Leatherface mm-hmm. on Instagram, and I was like. Why would you get a tattoo of Leatherface? Like, I don't know much about the movie, but I was just sort of like, why? Why Leatherface? And now I'm like, I get it. Yeah, well, and I think... <laughs> Not that I would do that, but... Yeah, I think... I have more sympathy for him in a big way. Yeah, Le- Leatherface is such a compelling character because people see sort of this big figure wearing a leather face yeah. and wielding a chainsaw, and they're immediately like, oh, big faceless killer... Yeah. Which has become a trope of the slasher genre where it's totally. you're 
they don't necessarily have like a personality or motive or anything. Yeah. But the the legacy of Leatherface is sort of not quite antithetical to the movie, but it misses the point of the movie, I feel like. Yeah. Where it's more the symbology of Leatherface, the masked, um, you know, non-speaking killer, that it has become more of the cultural icon than the fact that it's this family of cannibals turned to cannibalism yeah. via economic circumstance right. as a result of industrial capitalism. Yeah. It's it's sort of like Jaws, where people take away the wrong <laughs> message, right? That being said, I don't feel like there's any excuse for killing and eating people. Sorry, guys. No, 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 no. Certainly not. But there's At least not in those circumstances. Not in those circumstances. <laughs> but it is just sort of like, the movie's not about... Ooh, look at these crazy people. They right. like to kill and eat people. Right. It's like, no, they're killing and eating people for survival because of these economic circumstances that have converted people into meat. I mean, they do seem to rather enjoy it. They do seem to rather <laughs> enjoy it. I will say that. Yeah. But leather do what you leather love, you face, never work a day in your life. Do what you love. You never work a day in your life. <laughs> I did think it was really interesting. You're in a place where it seems like there is no difference between human and animal. Mm. That all the human and animal bones are mixed up. The human and animal behaviors are mixed up. There's, like, panic being, as as Sally is, like, reduced to animal level fear and Mm -hmm. panic of being fucking hunted and kept Mm -hmm. in captivity until her inevitable death. Mm -hmm. And everyone else's behavior in it. I would I would argue the only true like humans in that moment are the people laughing at her panicking. Yeah. Because I don't think of, there's any other animal that like well, that's not true. We know there are some animals that kill for pleasure. Mm. But Yeah, I not many. <laughs> I I really I, I love that observation because I think that fits really well with sort of the overarching idea of industrial capitalism and economic uh precarity lead leads to people becoming more animalistic and trying to fight for survival yeah and also how they view other human beings exactly Um, it's like this reduction of like well if i'm being treated this way then i guess we're all just fucking animals exactly like i might as well make ends meet how i can yeah absolutely this this time around, so I've I've seen the movie a couple times, but this time around, I was like during the dinner scene, it mm. felt sort of like they were looking at an animal in a cage. Yes, just sort absolutely. of sort of the way that like you know pe- people at zoos sometimes look at yeah. at animals in in the cages, and how an animal can be like in complete and utter distress, and people are just kind of going woo, you know, it's, yeah. it's poking amusement, and, yeah. right? It's yeah. entertainment. entertainment. Obviously, recognizing her humanity in yeah. that moment, they're yeah. just like meat. Yep, you know. Yep, complete objectification. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that. I mean that in the like because I'm I'm gonna eat you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it, it's it's objectification in several senses of, sure. of the word, and just the the sense of dehumanizing, sort of depersonalizing. Yes. Uh, yeah the the any sort of human aspect it's such a fascinating movie honestly and i i don't know if toby hooper was was planning for all these levels of intricacy and depth so those are our initial thoughts Mm -hmm. we're gonna let it simmer we're gonna let it simmer for a little bit like 
a possum carcass in the hot Texas sun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See what comes out. See what you days. Yep. Cool. There is a cricket screaming for its life out there. <laughs> it's beckoning the end of the summer. You know what? I'm okay with that. Me too. Yeah, it smells like September here. And I love it. What a what a great day. Overcast. Yes. L- l- cooler. 60s. Much cooler. Yeah, We're in the 60s, 60s here, bitches. We've got the windows open. Yeah. What a great day to talk about the sweatiest movie I've ever seen. Oh my god. Thank yeah. thank God. Okay. 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 We've had some time to think it over. I've had, yeah, so we're revisiting now. This has been, like, nearly, like, two weeks ago mm-hmm. that we, we took a long break. We were fucking busy. We were busy. sleepy. It's true. Yeah, I had dreams. Well, dream. I should say dream. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and it was, like, within four days after we watched it okay. that I was in, I was, like, putzing around an antique store. Very crowded, kind of weird antique store. Sure. And I, like, as I got further back into the store, because you know how, like, especially in towns, like... Antique stores in towns are, like, long hallways almost that kind of, like, go deeper and deeper and you didn't realize that it it looks small in the front, but you just keep going. And it's just suddenly a labyrinth. Yeah. (laughs) There's room after room. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting further back into the store towards what looks like maybe the, like, one of the counters. And I, like, can see kind of, like, through the shelves and stuff a, like, haggard-looking woman who's, like, older. Yeah stooped over what can only be described as her prey (laughs) 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 who have been killed um thankfully my brain is relatively uh, good at editorializing things to keep it like a little bit chill for me so there was no blood visible (laughs) but i knew they were dead right and i knew it was like in a gruesome manner that they had been killed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the lady was stooping over these people. There was no blood, but they were obviously dead by gruesome means. And I I don't remember at this point, like, exactly what happened in the interim. I think I kind of, like, tried to get out, but she sort of was, like, stopping me at the door, being like, oh, don't leave. Like, where are you going? <laughs> Aren't you going to make a purchase? And, like, being weird. But, like, she somehow throughout the dream we came to an agreement she wouldn't kill me Mm. Mm because she liked me Mm -hmm. but she was like you know these young people these days and like was being like really weird (laughs) and like assuming i was on her side kids these days (laughs) who i just uh, killed sure Um, and then like i was like watching other people come in and like she ended up like chasing them around and I was sort of trying to, like, wait until she was distracted enough by them to, like, get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it wasn't, like, really scary, but I woke up and I was like, well, that's an obvious connection. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend that that's not connected. Yeah, yeah. You got you got your, your fun arts and crafts. Mm-hmm, you got mm-hmm, your mm-hmm. Uh, slightly over-familiar person yes. who's like, ah, kids these days. Yeah, like... They're- Systemically disillusioned mm-hmm. old people. Yep, who are like, I'm systemically disillusioned, <laughs> but I'm going to make it young people's problems. Yes. This was like a fucked up movie. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know that I liked it. <laughs> you know, it's, and it's, it was a huge leap forward in terms of uh, yeah. the intensity of the movies that we've seen. Because Psycho is very, it's very suspense driven, but mm-hmm. you're still like having fun with it, right? Saw is 
also intense, but kind of in a, like, it gets almost B-movie at a certain it, point. Well, and it's still at the intensity level where, I, like, I think they could air most of that on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that. it's still, like, at the level where I feel like I've seen episodes of shows that were, like, that or less intense. Or, mm-hmm. like, more intense, even. Mm-hmm. And I was just sort of like, whoa, that was intense for yeah. a TV show. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Jaws is obviously, like, it's it's not just horror it's also drama it's also thriller it's also b movie with a you know a quality some might argue it's also romance (laughs) maybe and uh and quint not quint but uh, oh brody brody yeah maybe they run away together who knows who can brody absolutely they they only the fanfics can tell us it's true it's true (laughs) um but yeah this one was a Texas Chainsaw is a huge step forward, not only in terms of, like, the intensity, but also just, like, the subject matter. Because, obviously, there there's a little bit of a, a shared through line with Jaws in some of the economic anxiety and the yeah. parallels to, like, the Nixon administration and Watergate. Sure. But the almost, like... The, the really low-budget nature of yeah. Texas Chainsaw adds this grittiness, adds this really a, visceral element yeah, to it. Yeah, very that, visceral, very, like, gutty. I don't know how yeah, to it, phrase it, it, but, like, tactile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it is a very, like, aesthetic film in that it the, the aesthetics of the film are very much, like, tactile. I think that's a good word for it. Mm-hmm. Visceral, very, like, you can just feel... Feel it in yeah. your senses. Yeah. Like you can smell it. You feel Very sensory, it. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. I think we had a little bit of that with Saw, and then it just kind of felt yeah. a little bit like sweaty. But or like the, gritty. Yeah. It just like felt like it had a little this bit of one a layer on slimy. <laughs> this one feels slimy and, and like the kind of slime that there's like viscera in it, you know, like yeah. some kind of bodily fluid. Or like connective tissue. <laughs> yeah. Whether animal or human, you're not <laughs> sure, TV. and it smells a little bit, and you're like... It's gone off a bit. Yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. like, all right, I gotta go wash my hands for the next five Very hours. roadkill. Yeah! Yeah, it feels like roadkill. And, and of course, I say that in a very loving way. The, <laughs> the, the central conceit of the movie is just meat. And I don't think this was the intention behind it, but just my reading of it in, is in the way that industrialization reduces human beings to meat. Yes. Uh, yeah. Like, whether you are a cog in the machine that's processing the meat, mm-hmm. or uh, you are being processed in, through the meat grinder, having a corporeal form in an industrialized society is just gross. Yeah. You know, it is inherently, becomes this, like, commodity rather than us connecting with each other as human beings that says what we're i think we were like trying to say that earlier Mm -hmm. and i think that says it really well that it's like the industrialization and i would argue like the capitalization of the industrialization because i i think like in industry in not in the like technological way Mm -hmm. But industry and the, like, it always has to grow. We always have to make more. We always have to, like, chase this higher profit, higher mm -hmm. and higher goals or financial goals or whatever. That is, I think, the... The really grinding force yeah, yeah. onto human beings. The separate... Separating and grinding force Mm -hmm. on human beings. Yeah. Personally, that makes me always, like... 
almost like the parts where they're like, and women are the ones who suffer because of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and not just women, but like anyone who's not the, like the quote unquote majority, uh, you know, cis white male Mm -hmm. group is the ones who are going to be suffering for it or like get like the worst of it or the wrong end of the stick of Mm -hmm. that, which is, you know, I think maybe not intentionally, but does to me get carried out whether they like it or not by the prolonged suffering of the female characters compared to the male characters. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, they're dead, but like, they're just more dead bodies compared to like the female characters. Mm -hmm. Really, Pam and yeah, Pam getting, you know, hooked up and then Sally just being absolutely tormented for the last 30 minutes. I do. There's like two scenes that keep like flashing in my like brain and like, I'm not trying to be dramatic or, like, be a baby or whatever. This is the whole point. This Everybody, is the whole this point. This is what everybody's yeah. here for. Yeah. Is to hear me be like, I don't like it. <laughs> um, but Here's the, what I do like. Here's what I don't, don't like. Don't like what I cannot get behind. The part that, like, gets stuck in my brain is where, um, is the family all, like, laughing? Mm-hmm. Like, that whole dinner scene, I feel like, is the scene that really pushed it over from just, like, man, this is weird, mm-hmm. to being, like, Dude, this is this shit's fucked. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. I I don't like it, and that like it's been stuck like on my corneas mm-hmm. to the point where like if I'm closing my eyes, it, I I have to be like, now don't think about the dinner <laughs> scene. Think about Ramsey Posey running through a meadow, free yeah. at last, <laughs> free at oh. last. Telephone. Oh, that's uh, so nice, Rosie. <laughs> but yeah, so there's I have to like actually like push that scene out of mm-hmm. my head about once a day <laughs> since it's, I've seen this movie. It's it's intense. Well, and, and rewatching it, I had remembered more happening during that scene. And interesting, and not a lot happens. Yeah. it's literally just like her being horribly distraught. Yes, and them just like having fun. At her being distraught yes. and, and tormenting her in just and these small like little ways. barely any dialogue. There's barely any words exchanged. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, just facial company. expressions, laughter, and, mm-hmm. like, writhing. Yeah. It, it is a, a lot of, like, sensory overload yeah. type. And I think that that's one of the more visceral moments that kind of puts you in. That, that for me, sort of... Escalates it, for sure. Yeah, escalates a lot of the horror from, like, oh, shit, there's a big guy with right. a hammer. Yeah. Uh, to, like, this, oh, my God, this is just... I want to crawl out of my skin right now. Yeah. You could argue, if you're looking at a five-act five structure, this movie spends about half an hour on the climax because yeah. i would argue the climax kind of starts when franklin gets chainsawed and then yeah. leatherface is chasing sally all around the fucking with the chainsaw from then to the end is sort of like yeah or like the end of the dinner scene is like the climax i think that's true you said you like that it ends on him flailing mm-hmm. um i think yes because mm-hmm. I would prefer to end on the good feeling of seeing her escaping and being like, okay, like, even though I know, like, I don't know where she's heading from here, like, maybe that's another crazy person that she just got picked up by. Um, Their third cousin or something. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe she's heading back. I don't know. Um, But she, like, that would give it some kind of positive feeling at the end. 
which is not this movie's MO yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> There's no good feelings occurring in this movie, even among the couples, because during the, like, while everybody's alive and coupling up and being cute and stuff, mm-hmm. we don't even get to enjoy that because we cut to the brother. Franklin. Franklin. Thank you. Being petty and crybaby and complaining over all here. The, yeah. yeah the just whole like. Time. Like, just having an absolute miserable time. And so, like, you feel tension from mm-hmm. the minute that we say go mm-hmm. or say, in Texas, there was a series of, <laughs> like, whatever that narration is at the beginning, all the way until we see Leatherface flailing and thrashing and doing the, the chainsaw dance mm-hmm. at the end. So I do think that that's a more fitting ending for the fact that we're trying to not make anybody feel good in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, nothing feel good. Nothing feels good. Not even when it ends. There was a part in the Psycho episode where we were talking. It was kind of near the end. And I think I ended up removing it from the episode because you were saying, what do you think about the depersonalization of both the killer and the victim Mm -hmm. in the shower scene Mm. and I literally like I think at the time I was like kind of buzzy and nervous because it was our first episode and so like rather than saying like I'm not sure I understand what you mean Mm. I just like blathered for like 10 minutes about something like kind of unrelated to what you asked me and so I wanted to revisit that, sure. which we don't have to do right now no no but I was like but yeah that is definitely a theme I think of both um, of horror so far is this like reducing people to their base parts mm-hmm. and to their base urges or mm-hmm. um, base selves and I think uh, I still don't know if I like because I totally see what you mean with the depersonalization of Psycho yeah. in the killing scene itself mm-hmm. I don't know if I know what to make of it you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah and Whereas I... in Saw in uh you could argue in Jaws when you're catching these, like, kind of body part pieces mm-hmm. that are, like, flailing out. Um, and then in this, I think it it pushes your brain into this, like, uncanny, uncanny mode mm. uh, that kind of just keeps you on edge, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And I, I think when when we do some more slashers, I think that sort of depersonalization is going to rear its head again, especially uh, for me, I think depersonalization arises a lot when horror slips or horror films slip more into entertainment Hmm. rather than interesting uh, necessarily trying to be a work for lack of a better phrase. Yeah. Like a a, a piece. A piece. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say entertainment is not art. No, but there's a definite different motive. Yes. In the two. And you can kind of like feel it. In the editing, you you never see the hook enter Pam, for example. Right, right. But you see it lingers on sort of the misery of her hanging Hanging there. Um, And the framing is such that like you don't see Leatherface chopping Kirk's head off, but like the implication is there and like where it chooses to focus. It's not trying to be this flashy spectacle. It really is trying to like, it's much more of this psychological. Very conceptual. Yeah. It's playing much more into sort of the psychological, the the implications rather than let's make this flashy spectacle. And, And I think that yeah i think sort of the 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 depersonalization 
only comes insofar as the the theme of like human beings reduced to meat, right? The depersonalization is in the themes. Um, whereas like, and, and you're, you're supposed to reflect on that. Turned on, into resource. Exactly. Cause it's not even just meat, right? Like that's the It's food. meat that they sell. And then there's also the stuff that's all over the house, mm-hmm. the face. Yeah. Lamp, it's, it's the, an economic like, depersonalization yeah. that the family has to under, uh, ha- or has to take on because otherwise they won't survive. And that's what you're supposed to be reflecting on. Yeah. Whereas like the depersonalization in Psycho is like, this is a woman being attacked by a knife. Yeah, and yeah. We, we're just sort of witnessing the, 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 violence. the violence and yeah. sort of soaking in the violence at, almost as spectacle. And I think a lot of, especially later slashers, there's sort of the, the, there's a reason there are these jokes, these motifs, these like archetypes of your final girl, mm. your your slutty girl who gets killed, your mm-hmm. jockey douche, whatever. They they aren't people. Mm-hmm. They're these they're cannon fodder, yeah. basically for and the entertainment comes and you see this in like saw sequels as well where it's like we don't give a shit about who is being killed. We just want to watch the villain kill them. Yeah. And we want warm bodies. Exactly. For the machine to get yeah, to yeah, consumed. Exactly. And so that's why I really appreciate some of these movies that are like we do get to know the characters. Yeah. And the the villain who are put on t shirts, posters, yeah. people get tattoos of the killers, right? Yeah. And it's it becomes less about them as villains. And just them as representations of spectacle, I think. Anything else that you want to touch on before we dive into uh, other things? Well, I guess um, I do want to say I'm very proud of you for Thanks. taking a really <laughs> big step. Really big step. With, I'm proud of me too. Like, because this this is not an easy movie. Um, no, in in many senses, and. Uh, I it's it's one that I love but don't always recommend to everybody because yeah. it is just so much. I've um, given like three people big warnings to never be talked into watching it. Like yeah. since we've watched, I was like I've like hung out with a few people who are like asking, like, oh, what'd you guys watch? And I was like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Do not watch it. Never watch that. Because I love you, don't let anyone ever talk you into watching this movie. <laughs> and it's that's the thing is it's it is a great movie. It's a it's a wonderful movie, but it is not for everybody. Yeah, um, and and it's okay to skip it. Right, you know, it's one I, of those that I don't feel like you're missing anything if you don't like horror or yeah. like grossness or like weird 70s like film yeah like i think those are things that might bring you to this movie yeah if you don't yeah. like those things pass well and if if you're looking for like gore and like over the top flashy that's not even here that's not that's yeah. not you're not gonna find that here you you're just gonna find lots of vaseline <laughs> Rubs on those bodies at the beginning. The, the sheriffs are like, well, clearly these are out of towners. These are out. They don't even know the rules here. Exactly. Which is to not dig, up, not dig up and pose bodies. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm very very proud of you for taking this big step. I think you did great. Um, and we're gonna follow it up with a final uh, farewell to summer. 
Yeah. Um, with another slasher movie. Which movie is that, Elena? It is gonna be. Dun, dun, dun! Friday the 13th. It'll be great. So, on, uh, do you wanna, do you wanna rank Texas Chainsaw on your scary, Uh, scary meter? Scary meter is gonna, we're making a big jump here on a scale of 1 to 10, Mm -hmm. where 1 is not very scary, Mm -hmm. 10 is, I don't wanna do this anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) That's what, I think I'll save my 10 for, like, Elena, this has been fun. But we need to stop. We need to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm at like five and a half. That's that's yeah. Maybe maybe like some parts got to a six. Yeah. But mo- well, because like it wasn't like so scary mm-hmm. as it was upsetting. Yeah, yeah. And so and and I think that's kind of the that, beauty of, that, of the scarometer yeah. is you can you can classify it however you like. PRN. Yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah, that's where that's where. I fell on it. Um, and mostly, I think, too, just I, I feel like I can measure it more objectively now, like, with some distance mm-hmm. and feeling its impact that I haven't not thought about it any one day since I watched it. Like, every single day since I've seen it, I've thought about it. And yeah. there was, like, another movie I watched within the same time span that I, I can't even remember what it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, I've always wanted to watch this. And now I don't remember. I keep trying to remember what it was, and I don't remember <laughs> what it was. Um, so, yeah, it was it was solid scary. Mm-hmm. It's the highest one so far. It's the highest one so far. And and for me, the fact that a 10 is like, hello, we are f- never doing this podcast ever again. Maybe like an 11. I don't know. I'll <laughs> we'll, play that by we'll, ear. Yeah, we'll we'll play that a little bit by ear because <laughs> there's, we're, we're going to delve into some shit. I'll tell you what. <laughs> We're going to work our way up, but uh-huh. we are going to delve into some shit. My scary O-meter for Texas Chainsaw would be about a solid five. Like, having, cool. even having seen it as recently as I did, um, you know, that basically from the chainsaw chase, you know, that whole Excuse sequence, me. I was just like, I'm fucking sold. This movie's fucking great. Yeah. Um, because that whole sequence where it's just, he's just chasing her and she is screaming damn near nonstop yeah. for what feels like 10 minutes. Um, and then you I get a little- the chainsaw noise yep, in my head. Yep. You get a little bit of a lull when yeah. she goes up to where to the, the grandpa is. is. Um, not or no, where, yeah, where yeah, the yeah, to is. the grandpa is. And then she jumps out the window and I- rears up again and then you get a little bit of a come down with the gas station yeah and then immediately jump back into the dinner scene and then i'm just like fuck man it's it's a solid solid five for me definitely um and i'm so glad we were able to dive into it i'm also glad to hear it's a five for you because yeah. you know it's one of those that i'm like i'm like wait so do people think this is like actually scary because i think this is like again scary isn't quite the yeah. right word for it but like I I do think this is, like, an upsetting movie, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, are other people feeling this way, or do they, like, actually enjoy, like, I'm trying yeah, to, like, yeah. figure it's, it out still. It's of one like, of those where there there are people who watch it and, like, think it's kind of funny or goofy. Yeah. Um, which I can see. Which I can see. To that I can point. Yeah, I can see getting to that point, but for me, I think it's still kind of fresh enough, and, like, the, the thematic... Uh, depth is there for me to still sure. really get absorbed in it and and enjoy it, but like, but yeah, so I'm excited for Friday Thirteenth. We're gonna get a little bit more into romp territory, but still stay in that slasher 
uh, area. I think Slasher's a very safe place to, to hang out for a little bit. Yeah. So um, we haven't quite decided what's after Friday the 13th. We're going to see how it goes. and Because we'll, we kind of uh, had it planned up till here. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, if we get there, we'll go from there. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I want to make adjustments based on kind of how you're doing. Yeah. And... and you know, we could have gone worse than Texas Chainsaw, but I wanted this to sort of be a, a good benchmark of like, all right, yeah. you know, in terms of this intensity, how are you feeling? And it sounds like it's, we're there. We're there, <laughs> but let's not do it super duper frequently. So much harder. Yeah. I wouldn't need to go much harder at yeah. the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's good. We're, we're setting a good pace, I think. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, this has been Eek. Eek. <laughs> and um, remember, kids... Uh, keep your car fueled. Keep your car fueled, and uh, don't eat gas station barbecue. I mean, gotta try anything once. (laughs) Oh no! You can find us on Instagram at at eekpod. Mm -hmm. You can find us at Twitter at eekpod, and you can email us at eekthepodcast.com. At gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We would love to hear your takes on who the real villain in Who's Texas the real Chainsaw. Villain in Texas Chainsaw. And the answer is it's a trick question. There are no heroes and villains, <laughs> except for capitalism. Capitalism is the villain. <laughs> yeah. Systems of injustice, man. It's true. Turn it all down. All right. <laughs>